the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. There are many fascinating words in the world. I love words. Today, there are a couple of English words that I'd like to throw out to you. Petrichor. Does anybody know what that means? It's a great word. You know? The smell of rainfall. You get an A. Excellent. Another one of my favorite English words is tin-tin-abulation. Anybody know what that means without you responding? I coached him. Tin-tin-abulation. I know Sam knows it too up there. What does it mean? Yeah, the ringing of the bells. Isn't that a great word? Well, since we're celebrating the Reformation today, let's consider some cool German words. The first one I'd like to throw out to you is called Schadenfreude, which basically means taking pleasure in someone's misfortune. That's the word the devil is very familiar with. But don't we also secretly take pleasure in another person's problems? Well, they deserved it after all, right? Martin Luther would have been understood this word as well as two others that I'll throw out to you, or three others. Lebensmüde. Lebensmüde, which means being life-weary. Or another way of saying it is being kaput. And then there's another word, Weltschmerz which describes the pain we feel when life fails to live up to our expectations. Another thought-provoking German word appropriate for Reformation Day is one that doesn't translate very clearly into the English language. It's called Anfechtung. Try saying that with me. Anfechtung. Yeah, good. Martin Luther talked about his Anfechtung a great deal because it affected him greatly. And it affects us all as well. So the good Lutheran question is, what does this mean? Anfectum. Luther would say it means temptation and trial and affliction and tribulation all rolled up into one. Anfectum. Another way of thinking about anfectum is because of sin and the devil's temptation, and the world's influence that we are all slaves to sin. That's what Jesus proclaimed this morning. Jesus' listeners didn't understand this. They didn't think they'd ever been slaves. Listen to what Jesus says. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Have you ever felt that way? Only Christ can set us spiritual slaves free. Jesus' audience didn't believe they were slaves to sin, and therefore they were enslaved in unbelief. At first, Luther didn't understand this either. Luther felt trapped all around. He saw the devil everywhere. He made himself physically sick, chasing down every last sin that he could fess, only to uncover more sins. His anfechtung was eating away at his soul. And no amount of Hail Marys or Lord pray, Lord's prayers or works or scrubbing floors made his trials any easier. Imagine your own guilt for a moment. 
Imagine you woke up every hour during the night to pray and work your fingers to the bone so that you could feel God's love, only to feel even more filthy in your sins. We see that today yet. How often do we come to church, confess our sins, just to go home and think that God couldn't possibly forgive this sin? I'm not worthy. Well, you're not. Luther wasn't either. either. Do you feel the unfectum? Luther thought it was the fact that he was sinful that was causing his slavery. He could never be free. The truth is no Christian or non-Christian can ever be free by himself or herself. We remain sinful until the day that we die. Does that mean that Christ has not set us free? Luther thought his bondage was caused by his sins, but it was really something else. His slavery was induced by the fact that he couldn't hear the voice of the Son of God, Jesus, and believe in him by his own reason or strength, no matter how hard he tried. The onfectum that afflicted him. Today, the same happens to us. The world, first for the most part, doesn't admit that it's enslaved to sin. The vast majority of people, even those that claim to be, quote, spiritual, believe in sin about it as much as they think as leprechauns are real. Yet we Christians, God's own child, we can find ourselves living and acting as if they were still in chains. We do not behave as ones whom God has set free through the forgiveness of sins. And so we hold our neighbor's sins against them. What's the deal? This slavery is real. It is a slavery of the ears, really. It's caused by listening to the wrong voices, listening to the wrong messages. The Jews in Jesus' day were listening to a lot of fabricated traditions, but they certainly weren't listening to Jesus' words They heard them, but they refused to understand them. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And Jesus said, you will know the truth then, and the truth will set you free. These particular Jews, John tells us, already believed in Jesus. But their ears were deafened to the truth. They thought he was speaking about physical chains, like when their ancestors were prisoners in Egypt. Not the bondage of a soul entrapped in unfectum. The same thing was happening to Luther. For many years he was listening to the screaming of his own innermost fears and his internal voice. He was listening to the papacy which said you were saved by buying indulgences and doing all sorts of good works. So what's whispering in your ear this morning? Is the devil whispering in your ear saying you are, you are not worthy of God's love? Who in the world do you think you are? Look at your sins. They're disgusting. The voice asks the wrong question. The question is, who is Jesus? Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Before Abraham was, I am. If anyone keeps my words, he will never die. I am the true vine cut down on Calvary to set you free. This is who I am. This is what I've done for you. Be at peace. 
be set free from your sins and your unbelief. Well, there's the stumble, isn't it? Just like the Jews who believed in Jesus, they still harbor doubts. Like Luther so long ago, we hear, but we don't listen. We continue to be tormented by our anfectun. We remain stubborn in it. Our ears persist to being closed to God's free grace. We continue to question and doubt, am I really free? Aren't we really free to continue to struggle with sin? Don't we all struggle with our addictions of one kind or another? The ancients talked about the seven deadly sins. Pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. Haven't we all struggled with those things? With the temptation to believe that the more work, the more wealth, the more stuff, the more friends will somehow grant us some peace? To whom or what are you enslaved to? Real freedom, as Luther found out, is all about the word of Jesus, not the words of the world and our own sinful flesh. These three deceptors speak to us all the time, day and night, always trying to be the voice of freedom in our minds. Instead, they are voices of slavery and death. Listen to the voice of the Son of God. The voice of the Son of God. Our forefathers imprinted that on the bell with these words. The dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear to this voice shall live. Open your ears to that. God enabled Luther to open his ears to that voice that overcome the accusations of the devil on his conscience. Listen to Jesus' voice. Jesus says, yes, your sin is very great. But I am the perfect son of God. I am greater than any one of your sins. You will not die in them. I did that for you already. You belong to me. Listen to the voice of the son of, the son of God. The bell that rings loudly and clearly. Oh, there are other voices out in the world that are leading you back into chains and slavery. Jesus says, though, I, the Lord, will be your father, your savior, comforter, and brother. I, the Lord, will give you peace. Listen to that voice. Jesus comes to you with the real voice, the voice of all authority in heaven and earth, the voice of freedom, true freedom, that gives eternal peace found in Christ. Disciples are made... Are, are made free. They are not born free. As the words work with you, beginning with your baptism and continuing all the days of, of your life, you are set free through his power. This is the truth. Listen to the voice of the Son of God. I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Take and eat my body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. As we journey through this life, we struggle between free men and women that God has made us and the anfectum. Our own anfectum afflicts us day and night. But even God uses this for his glory 
turning us from ourselves to the resurrected Christ. Real freedom is not attainable. It is only receivable. The Son has set you free and you are free indeed. Free, saved from sin, united by God's grace alone. Grace is God's heart. God's heart is revealed to you where where Jesus shed his blood for you. Our meaning and our life come from Jesus. We're free to serve God now. And our service to God isn't just how often or hard we pray, but receiving his good gifts with his spirit in order that we might help and love, have mercy and grace on our neighbor. This is true freedom. Listen to me, Jesus says. Remain in my words. Jesus frees us from slavery of wasted lives, of wasted worry, of wasted despair. He teaches us to follow him. This is the only thing that can bring you freedom and peace. Listen to the voice of the Son of God. That is the voice that will call you from dead to life for all eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.